You know what I'm saying? If they're sleeping, then they're not going to answer. And if they were sleeping, then they are going to be awake because you just woke them up by asking them. Are you? Am I? I don't know. You could have been Conrad talking. Is Conrad talking? I am now. Oh, you do sound a little like Hamza if you only say one word at a time. Hamza, say a word. Chicken. Okay, now Conrad, you say a word. A word. See? It's like the same guy. I think. Do you guys? Well, that's it for Pottoid this week. Um, <laughs> next week, where we will have another collection of sentences just arranged like a fucking car crash. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. I think that that was going to be interesting for the listeners. If, uh, oh, I guarantee at least fifty percent of the listeners are erect. No, not a, not uh, that kind yeah, of interesting. Just, just it like, was oh. that engrossing. Like how you watch a football match and get an erection, even though it is not sexy, it is just for excitement. They are just ex- so interested in that conversation about how Conrad sounds a bit like Hamza. Well, that, then maybe they didn't know. They're going to have a fun mystery time with that. Oh, don't. Those tantalizing words just booted them into pre-com territory. <laughs> I used to get boners if I just felt really bad for someone. Uh, sympathetic boners. Because I, I, I might have cancer. <laughs> Did that work? No, no, I don't feel uh, bad. One I day I will get a cancer boner out of you. Maybe. You that's know. the dream. It's the, it's the great American dream. And that's what Podtoid's all about this week. The great American dream. That's wonderful. Can we go back to how Holmes gets sympathetic boners? No, that's part of the American dream, is, is Jonathan Holmes getting a, a giant erection when he sees a sad child. Not a child. Well, oh. the most important. Who is there so, anything you know pathetic than a child? This explains Pottoy so much, because, I mean, we make Holmes so miserable that obviously he only does it because he likes getting the boners from it. it feels no, I don't get boners from being miserable. This, oh. So Pottoy is the only way that Jonathan Holmes can masturbate, I think is what we're learning. Oh my god. Because wow. anyone else would put up with this sense. bullshit. Anyone else. Like, I think there was something wrong with them, and it turns out there's nothing wrong with you. You just masturbate to your own salty grief. <laughs> That's not that's not true. I've never <laughs> masturbated during during Pod Toy. Though if I did, there's a term for it called shadow balling. You guys know that one? No. That's when you're bored talking to friends, usually on the phone, but it could be uh, Skype these days. Uh, though the term predates Skype. It's an old term. And you're just playing around there downstairs while their friends are chatting away, and you're like, oh, yeah, is that so? It's not quite uh, phone sex, because you're not even horny, really. You're just masturbating out pure I boredom. I don't think five five minutes passes before my hands gravitate towards my filthy berries. So no, I used to do that for telemarketers all the time. You know, for because, them? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, for their benefit, clearly. 
<laughs> I was gonna say the uh, to keep you from being bored with them, you would start just massaging your scrotum and stuff, and then describing it to them. <laughs> well, they called you. If they don't like the conversation, they can hang up at any time. So it's not I really think that's reasonable. Yeah, so, well, so very reasonable. I think the question on everybody's uh, dry, cracked lips is, what do you masturbate to? If not this, Jonathan. Who, me? Yeah. You're uh, the only memories? Jonathan here. Memories. A lot of memory masturbating. Yeah. Like like a, a trip to the beach. No. Uh, your, your first birthday party. <laughs> if Christmas, 1993. <laughs> you got a boggle said... in that year. And a monster in my pocket. Was that uh, Boglin? I think Boglins were before 93. Man, time has flown. They were the... I mean, at least in Britain they were the 90s, because I, I was a 90s child, which, to be honest, was mostly made up of repeats from the 80s. But I was a big Boglins collector. I was actually looking them up today, because I miss oh, yeah? having Boglins around the house. Like once I you've still had... have one, you... which you might have seen pictures of. He only has one hand now. I don't know oh. what happened to the other one. But uh, yeah, it's the original Boglin that I've had since elementary school. So for me, that's, jeez, I think junior high was 88 for me. That's when I got in there. So it's before that. They're expensive so they're, now. Are they really? They're on, I was looking them up on eBay. They're more money than I want to spend on them. I really want them. Just make new ones then. For the memories. I think they tried relaunching them at some point and they didn't go too well. As, mm. as as it usually does. I think they did that with Monster in My Pocket as well. They did it recently with Go Go's Crazy Bones. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Whose bones is that? Uh, Go Go's, presumably. Who's Go Go? It's crazy. <laughs> Not Go Go from um, Kill Bill. Different no. Go Go. No, it's a it's a totally different Go Go. Ah, all right. I'll check into that. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. they were these little. It was around that whole pog thing. The Pogs. Amazing how times Yeah, a lot of people did. I had a uh, collection of Pogs. I had the Pogs and several books about Pogman with cards in the middle with pop-out Pogs. I had whoa. exclusive Pogs from Czechs or whatever the cereal was. Golden Grahams, maybe. Those uh, are cereals, yeah. Yeah, I had Pog the Game, the official board game. I had a slammer. Oh, I heard about those. Just uh, one. We in the bits called them keenies. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it had a decal of O.J. Simpson behind bars. What? Wow. text on it that said, O.J. in the slammer. In the slammer. Whoa. Uh, that's a good yeah. one. I had one. That's worth framing, yeah. That sounds great. I've, I'm, I'm thinking of carving my own. Of, of Jonathan Holmes on it, bent over, with me behind him. And also it would say Jim Sterling in The Slammer. <laughs> is my butt The Slammer? Your, your butt, your, your, your anus, Jonathan, in this scenario is The Slammer. And <laughs> by in it, it means my penis has gone up it and goes out a little bit and then back in and then out a little bit and back in. And then it slips out the third time. And then I have to fumble around and push it back in, and you're then oh. you're like, mm, mm, oh, like that. And then we continue like that uh, to the point of issue. Issue. Semen. Oh, that's the issue. Uh, yeah, which you then have to dribble out of your ass. 
Mm, I guess I, I wouldn't have much of a choice. Yeah. Um, look forward to Thomas Truong uh, animating that idea. I hope not. That's uh, yucky. Yeah. And uh, can an anus be a slammer? I don't know, but I was actually into the, the animation thing. We've moved away from anuses briefly. Yeah, but, but yeah. But, Calm down with the anuses, Jonathan. Yeah. I, Calm down. Your, See, I, your obsession with your, your obsession. Ass is like, it's, <laughs> it's narcissistic, well, narcissistic, to be honest. Um, keep the conceit to yourself for, like, give it a rest for two hours. We don't want to keep hearing about your ass, Holmes. I don't like talking about my ass. Well, you like me talking about it, clearly. No, I don't. This is entrapment. You are entrapping me. Darn it. No, I'm not. Darn it. No, I just want to... No one wants to look at your rusty slideshow. That's fine. (laughs) 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 Oh, please keep making those noises. Do that for two hours. Ah. It, the anus is negative space, right, guys? So it can't slam anything. It's, a very it's like positive it's... space for me. Oh my God! You may have found the secret to fusion. What is it? No, it's not. Matter, it's antimatter, like... just right there. It's a negative space meeting with the physical world. I'm just trying to say it's a hole, and a hole is, is the lack of something, not. Something that can slam a thing. You can't slam something with your hole, you guys. Oh, I don't know. Grab a donut. I've done it. I've grabbed donuts, and I can't slam anything with that hole. Don't put yourself down. I'm sure you could slam me with your ass. I don't think so. Maybe my butt cheeks, I could give you like a butt bump. We'll, 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 We'll have to test this out. We don't. <laughs> we we do have to. <laughs> I mean, we're men of science. That's true. That's it is true. interesting, and you only live once. You might as well see what you can do. But I don't have any urge to do that. That one. That experiment. <laughs> it's troubling. In the long run. Okay. Um, as I was as hinting at, uh, some of you, if you went to PAX, you'll know. Uh, but. For those that didn't, there is going to be a cartoon of Pottoid. God help us all. Uh, Thomas Strong, who did an animation a while back. I don't know. How'd you say it? Truong? Truong, I think. I've been trying to to roll it so it sounds vague and I could be saying anything. Um, Just call him by his detoid name. What's his detoid name, Hamza? I only talked to him. Cutie Honey. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite um, Japanese cartoons by... Gonagi. I should sing the theme song later for you guys. Anyway, you were saying, Jim? Well, Kitty Honey, uh, mm. a while back, did a fantastic animation of a section of Pottoid where I was describing I, Divine Cybermancy, uh, that game, to Max and Tara and Jonathan, the old um, uh, Pottoid crew. And it was very good. And then Hamza really liked it. And Hamza said, do more. And he said, okay. And that way it's a thing. That's pretty uh, crazy. It's pretty. It's fucking amazing. If you weren't at the panel, I weep for your loss. I've seen it. Uh, we've all seen it. It's fantastic. The he previewed it at the Destructoids panel, 
um, at PAX this past weekend. And it was a section from a few weeks back where we talked about um, Jonathan Holmes's plan he submitted to us where yeah. he <laughs> where he wanted to be Spider-Man. And, and we all sort of brainstormed and, and came up with an idea together um, uh, where we throw spiders at Jonathan. Um, and, and which Thomas animated superbly. I mean, it's fucking hilarious. It makes Podtoy seem like something I would want to listen to. <laughs> which is no small feat when you factor in the fact that we are a shit and the Conrad, like, literally doesn't like listening and watching a lot of stuff. Right, yeah. most stuff he doesn't yeah. want to uh, So to get over those two barriers of he's already, like, he's already apathetic toward web content of this nature, and we are shit! <laughs> and yet, he almost wants to watch it, which... I'm, I'm on the verge. I'm on the verge of listening to this podcast. Uh, I, I watched it several times already. Um, the the debut. It's fantastic. He's, he's done some other clips that are coming up. It's all going to be stuff that we've talked about on the episodes. Um, more or less, I, I guess it, they're, they're picked at his discretion, so they're all his favorite bits. And what can I say? The guy's got good taste. So, Well, is any of it going to be video game related, do you think? Because he seems drawn to the Jonathan Holmes torture ideas. I guess that's a segment. There have only been two videos so far. Right. I wonder what his plans are. We'll and one see. of them was about a video game, well, and one of them true. was a Jonathan Holmes torture segment. I mean, plan. Jonathan, what the hell is a Vigogogog? A Vigogogog? Is that the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2? We don't talk about oh. at all on Podtide. Is Vigo. I don't know what a Vigogogog is. You should is, be though. him, though. I should be Vigo? You should be Vigo. If we got a picture frame... And you just stood in behind it all day long with your hands on your hips, just staring. And did that in my house, I would be very happy. And I could just walk past you every day and go, It's Vigo! <laughs> that was uh, Peter McNichol, I think, who played this, that little guy. Not Vigo, the, uh, the other guy. little mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vigo. Yeah, I would like to do that. And then I will wear torches over my head and, and go stalk Sigourney Weaver. That sounds pretty good. Ghostbusters 2 isn't totally bad. I don't no, think. that's a pretty solid sequel. I, I think enjoyed it. Good film. Yeah, it's got some. Said good it was bad. A lot of people. I'll hunt them down with a crossbow. There, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of. You'll have to bring a lot of. What do they call those? Rounds or stakes or just Bolts. arrows? Bolts. That's it. Yeah, because a lot of people hate ghosts. Come on, Jonathan. I'd have you on this show specifically for your crossbow knowledge. I've never shot a crossbow. Not well, yet. Anyway. you're going to have to learn. How come? What do you mean, how come? You know why. I don't. Because it's the year 2012, Jonathan. The it world's is. going to end. This year? This year? Didn't you see the films? Like 2012 uh, and other films like that? Sure, there's, um, I think there was one starring Dean Cain on Sci-Fi Channel called 20 and 12 or something. Mom, so mute your microphone! That that is not me this time. No, it is. I can see it lighting up. Well, I can hear it. Ugh, whatever. I've got, I've got you on candid camera. It's not me, is it? My dog has been attacking Every time me I hear a scratchy scratchy, the, the highlight around Hamza's photo lights up, so I know. Uh, so it wasn't me. I am like, all well. <laughs> My dog has been furiously I can hear that right now. Me. That is not me. Uh, is it me? I'm going by what I see. 
do Hamza. You could be hitting the uh, microphone against the cable again. That okay. was something. Yeah. Hamza. Oh, yeah. All right. My dog is seriously hey, I'm on the verge of bleeding right now. She's tearing I'm me just apart. Going, oh, well, the what do you do dog? My yeah, dog like is eight just... minutes of sub homes was just you know, a lot of like his wire hitting the mic, and I'm watching it happen. And I'm like typed in the chat like, "Oh please God, notice this!" And You're eventually, miserable. Uh, he did. Yeah, eventually, eventually I did. Yeah. So I'm holding. Oh, my dog. <sighs> when are you gonna cut that dog's fucking legs off? I don't know. It loves me. Cut its legs off, then you've got like a hairy worm. Let's <laughs> us for us. That was my old theory. Instead of um, death penalty, I thought they should just uh, cut people's arms and legs off, and then give them a job being like a toilet licker or something. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea for a section: cruel and unusual punishments with John. Well, it's better than death penalty, and then death penalty be, people would be like, "Oh no, that's really bad." And I'm like, killing a guy is worse. I think. They cut my arms and legs off. And make mm-hmm. me lick toilets. I think I'd prefer a lethal injection. Not me. You would rather spend the rest of your life with no arms and legs, just crawling around as a withered torso, licking a toilet. Absolutely. Better than... Jonathan Holmes, I've got a business proposition for you. Because <laughs> that represents an ideal dream for me. One of many ideal dreams I've got is you uh, rolling around legless and armless on my floor, just licking toilets. Well, it's not something I want to do, but if I had to choose that or death, uh, I'd go with that, you know? Because at least you can have, like, fun dreams. i got something you would want to do. What would I want to do? I've got, I would like to employ you as a cat. I've been thinking about this the other day. I was thinking of things, because Resident Evil 6... Uh, was stolen. Copies were stolen in Europe, guys. This is sick. I heard about that, yeah. Thieve. Thievery. By rats. In Europe. Disgusting Europeans. I wonder how many copies it was. A, a million. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, they're selling, like, one of them was on eBay for, like, a grand. Like, a thousand and something euro. The fucking Whoa. People were bidding on it. Morons were bidding on it. Like, it went up to, like, 484 bucks or something. Euro or, or, or what have you. And, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking, like, what I would spend. I wrote about this because I wrote about the, the theft. And, I like, what would I spend a grand on? It certainly wouldn't be to play a game a month early. Like, that's got a limited value. Because, really, you're spending a 1000 bucks for that month. Because once the month passes, what you've got isn't unique anymore. Whereas, oh, yeah. whereas if I spent a grand to have you live in my house on all fours like a cat, that's forever. <laughs> Is it? That's Can't I quit? I I don't know what the word quit means. I'm not that's a true. quitter. I'm not a quitter, and nor are you. You're a challenger, uh, which is why I want you crawling around my house naked on all fours, just being a cat. And then when I say are you a cat to you? You don't have to meow. I would just say, are you a cat? And you just look up to me and say, yes. Sounds decent. I mean, I'm glad I don't have to meow. That's embarrassing. You reach a certain age when um, you can't stick your bottom lip out and you can't do baby eyes and you can't meow anymore or else it just really makes people uncomfortable. I've never seen an old man say meow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, yeah. they, if they know what they're doing socially... They're not going to stick their bottom lip out or bite their bottom lip and be like, ooh, 
and they're not going to do baby face, and they're not going to meow because people get really uncomfortable. Unless I've done they it. had a stroke and they do all that. <laughs> That's true. Once you reach a certain level of unhealthiness, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Post stroke or just like I'm over. Learning time. that. <laughs> and you sit back all day and say, "Give me a snack, milk." People want you to be healthy. Some guys, I was at a restaurant with some guys, and they were like, tell Jim Sterling that if he loses a lot of weight so he's really healthy, that you'll have sex with him. And I'm like, what? No, why would I? They're like, no, <laughs> you should tell Jim Sterling that on the next episode of Podtoid. And then if you don't want to have sex with him later, you can just back out and say, I did it for his health. But uh, but you but should then, at least tell him. But then I will be healthier and stronger by then. And you and you are taller than me. And that yeah, I wouldn't get me into a state where I can physically overpower you. <laughs> it's best how we are, where I am weak and pathetic. Um, but that's good. I'm glad people care. I'm, I'm yeah. still doing my thingy. I do a Red Dwarfs episode a day of of exercise. That's great. On the the, the old bikey bike. That's all right. That's good to hear. That's right, yeah. Yeah. I miss Conrad and Hamza. I feel like I've just been talking over those poor, poor guys. Hello, guys. Hello. You guys were packs. I do want to add that uh, uh, I think we forgot to mention that the Podtoad episode will be online soon, and subsequent episodes will be appearing on the internet eventually. Is that going to be on uh, Thomas's channel, or is that going to be on Destructoid's YouTube That is definitely it! Yeah, yeah. Definitely... Are you in a beanbag? <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like you've got some uh, scratchy paper you're scratching around. Was that me again? Absolutely. Yeah, you're How sad thing. It's like okay. you're just dancing on dry penny pasta. Uh, I'm going to need to find a new mic. I'll do it later. Uh, pasta. Uh, or I'm just going to not move. Are you got, do you have a beard now? Yes. Oh, you have a beard now, Hamza. Really. Your beard's rubbing against the microphone, Hamza. Oh, no, I don't think that's it. You sure? Hold it up to your nose. So we were at PAX, Conrad and I. How'd you yes. like PAX, Conrad? Uh, I went up for two days of PAX. It was just the right amount of PAX. Um, I was, uh, yeah, it was fine. I have no complaints. I enjoyed the show. People Did seemed in good spirits. Yeah. Got? Yeah, a lot of, well, I spent pretty much my entire show back in the Indie Mega Booth, which was like, all the indies got together and pooled their resources and just got the entire back corner of the exhibition hall. How and popular was it? Were a lot of it people was, there? Well, it was packed pretty much the entire time the uh, show floor was open. Awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, you're, you know, how often do you have to wait to play an indie game no one's ever heard of? Right, but that was happening? Oh, yeah. I, had to, I was waiting to play uh, Super Time Force for like 15 minutes. Just, awesome. you know, just standing behind people and just loving the game and not wanting to put the controller down. Yeah. Um, but uh, so what they what they did is they just they made it like it was as impressive to me as any, um, you know, major publisher booth in terms <laughs> of it just feeling unified and busy and high energy level. And, you know, every little dev had their own sort of booth set up. And most of them were, you know, they weren't just the typical black curtain background and sign that so often happens at these kinds of shows. You know, they were crafting booth stuff and selling merchandise and uh, it was pretty happening. 
I'm so happy to hear that. That was put together in part by uh, Phil Tibetowski. Tibetowski? I can never say his name. Oh, sorry, Phil. Who's creating Octodad. He's on the Young Mm -hmm. Horses team. Yeah. So I was really rooting for that because I like Phil. and I just want him to succeed. And it sounds like he did. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think it was really successful and a lot of good games, a lot of um, fun stuff. I'm I still have like a couple previews I'm finishing up, and one of them is this game called Quadrilateral Cowboy, which is from uh, Blendo. They're the guys who did uh, Adam Zombie Smasher and a bunch of other just sort of strange games. And this is like a a first person perspective game where you're running a simulator to instruct someone else ultimately how to do a break-in of a facility. So you're like the mastermind. And um, you find a route into the building and to open grates and doors and shut off lasers and turn off cameras, you use this laptop with a command line interface into Telnet. And it's amazing. Whoa. It's so great. I'm sitting down there, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And it, it's kind of funny. The you know, I mean, you don't need a lot of like DOS knowledge or command line interface knowledge to play the game, but it helps because like I sat down and I instantly understood you know commands and how to find out what to do and and so forth. And then I saw some other people later who were just like kind of struggling a little bit with it. So I think some of that helped, but it was just neat. And, you know, the planning and then eventual execution of the puzzles, um, it, it's fun. So That sounds great. That's, uh, that's right in line with what I'm hoping to see more of, and, and happily I've, I've seen more and more of it as time's gone on. Um, really not babying the player in those ways and, and expecting them to want to step up to a challenge. Well, but what's interesting at the same time is that everything in that you needed to do to accomplish uh, the demo was laid out in very clear terms through um, signage that yeah. you know blended in with the background. It was perfectly you know it was like you know working signs or you know pardon the mess kinds of signs, the things you'd see at a corporate building or whatever uh, with that kind of organization and font and and whatnot and so it would give you hints in that text as to how to accomplish all of these things it was very straightforward but you did have to you know look around the environment see them and read them and then process in your mind what that meant right which is more than a lot of games are brave enough to ask players to do these days so that's awesome you play anything cool hansa uh I think the only game I really played was uh, Super Time Force. That was really cool. Uh, I played at PAX East, and there's a significant difference with the game since uh, last PAX. They've they've definitely made their controls and the, the overall gameplay feel a lot tighter, and it lo- it's a little more uh, player friendly too. And they showed off a new level set in a, in a Jurassic period, and you had to save uh, another member of the Super Time Force, and his name was Zachrosaurus. He's a radical skateboarding raptor. And uh, once he joins your team, he'll, he has like some cool melee attacks. Uh, beyond that, uh, I saw Local Cycle, Twisted Pixel's new game. It's not playable yet. It's, it was a very early look at the game. Uh, kind of think like Spy Hunter, but but like the fighting mechanics of Batman Arkham City. So you're a sentient motorcycle, and you are escaping a laboratory. You're going through the level, and you also have this guy named Pablo who only speaks Spanish, stuck to your bike the whole entire time. Um, they don't really explain it. 
they, they're going to explain it later, but there's it, it makes no sense. It's ridiculous, the entire premise. So you're, um, you have guns, but you also do like karate moves with your tire wheels, and you can use Pablo as like a melee weapon, so you can use him and smack other players and other vehicles with them. Uh, it was a very quick look, and I'm, I'm, I have hopes for it. Uh, I was talking to Michael Wilford, the CEO of Twisted Pixel, and like, I think my main concern with the game was that it would fall into the same traps of Comic Jumper, where really cool story and premise and all that, but the gameplay gets repetitive and old pretty quick. And like, he was pretty upfront with me, saying that they knew that was that 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 was an issue with Comic Jumper, and they're they're gonna avoid that with this one. And, uh, Is it like? Um... XYZ axis gameplay, or is it the Twisted Pixel 2D kind of left to right? Because most of their games, other than the Maw, and I guess the Gunstringer, has been, you know, like um, Miss Explosion Man, Explosion Man, and like, oh, it's it's full 3D. Like I mean, like imagine a racing game because you're a motorcycle, you're you're driving around on the level. So like it's that behind camera, exp- uh, it's a third person um, perspective. And I'm sure there will probably be like some 2D elements to it because some of the, the the trailers made it look like there's some side-scrolling elements, but for the most part, it's, it's all 3D. Huh? Sounds really cool. They um, they're pretty much the the number one reason to turn on my Xbox in terms of exclusives. Um, they make me feel great. I'm happy about those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I really didn't try to play anything else. I kind of just walked the show floor mostly, talked to people, saw friends. Uh, a lot of the content that was at PAX we had seen prior at E3 or Gamescom. So, I mean, it was mostly uh, the indie mega booth that had all the cool new stuff that um, Conrad, Jordan, and Chad, and some others checked out. Yeah, and then there was the uh, Metal Gear announcements. That was pretty huge. Yeah, actually, before we go to that, um, I just remember Nicholas uh, Tyrone, he gave me something for you. I can't say on air what it is. For me, but I'll be yeah, I'll be sending that to you along with a couple of shirts from uh, for their games. Oh, awesome! Yeah, oh, those got... are great shirts. Were they? Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping shirts? I'm keeping the black logo Japanese text one, but the other two shirts I'm sending to you. What's a uh, Japanese? They, huh? One of them is an Aubin Hawkins and the Thousand Spike shirt. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's it's pretty boss. Yeah. Neat. What's the one you're keeping, Hamza? It's a black shirt, but it has this Japanese text that um, I don't. I forget what it says, but it, it looks really cool. It's black and gold. The the text is gold, and it kind of looks like a like a phoenix in a way. The the writing style is presented on the shirt. <laughs> okay, I uh, I won't miss that one. I'm sure it looks good, but I'm just yeah, a uh, I'll weirdo. Look great for... on it. Yeah, the you, shirt you reads like cry <laughs> when I masturbate. I just want the video game shirts, uh, you know, just good-looking shirts. Doesn't yeah, these are, you'll like these. There's one that has like a guy next to it with a thousand. With it looks like he looks like Mario in that style of a uh, uh, drawing. Retro Mario, sorry. Um, okay. Metal Gear, yes, Ground Zeroes. Yeah, that happened. That was a big announcement. Probably the biggest announcement PAX has ever had. Um, the, at least that I can think of for mm. a. What How you think? sticky yeah. do you reckon that guy's head was? Uh, which guy? In that demo. The snake. The guy is all Freddy Krueger head. He's wet oh. looking. At the what? beginning, Yeah. before you see Snake, there's that guy in the army uniform, and he's got like a little man- manky up head. Yeah, I wonder why he's so manky. Yeah, how sticky do you reckon it is? Really? Pretty, pretty I reckon uh, it's fucking business. gross. <laughs> 
he they really pleasure from he reminds me of uh one of the main villains from ghost in a shell the second season like there's this main protagonist that has a similar fucked up face and similar uh overcoat and top half or whatever but um i i would i always presume that it's uh it's quite sticky and and very like very rough to the touch jim yeah mm. i'm gonna guess oh no he must be dead because I was trying to think of someone who might wear something like that and be all manked up, and I thought of Volgan, who obviously got electrocuted and burned at the end of Snake Eater. Mm. But he mm. looks a bit, maybe a bit too thin to be him. Although I imagine the burning would shed a few pounds. <laughs> I was guessing it was uh, Null, because it's called Ground Zeroes, and Null is a character from Portable Ops. And it seems like Ground Zeroes is really trying to take the, the games that Kojima's really invested in, the, the PSP ones, which he considered to be real Metal Gear games, not just spin-offs like Metal Gear Acid and whatnot, and expand it into a full console experience. Mm. Risky, though, cool. tying it into that, like, so strongly to the portable ones, which, you know, would break the fan base up a bit. True. Because there's True. no there's no way Peace Walker and, and Portable Ops were as popular as the console ones. Just no. looking at the breakup, there's logistically I don't see how that would work. Um, so there's going to be Metal Gear fans that missed out. Like I mean, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, and even I like I'm yet to. But Peace Walker is available as part of the HD collection. True. Yeah. True. So you know the, it's available to that audience that never went portable, at least to some degree. Um, but there's a there's a certain message that is sent when you put your game on a home console and it's as expensive as games can get. It, it says to people, oh, they really meant it. They they really think this game is good. Whereas if you put it on the PSP, people think, uh, they must not have really thought it was that great if they put it on a portable that's only popular in Japan. Which is a, not the message they are meaning to send. I mean, I know Kojima thinks that Peace Walker could have been called Metal Gear Solid Five and is worthy of the of yeah. the name. I mean, he uh, says it it's a sequel. Game. He says it's a sequel, but I don't think the audience are ever going to see it that way. No, no. I mean, they, it's not even set up the way it's set up into like a bite-sized mission structure. It just doesn't, even on a console, doesn't feel like a Metal Gear Solid game. God, do yeah. I like that aspect of it, though. That, oh, yeah, this, this is the first Metal Gear I really got into because of that whole bite-side aspect of it. I mean, it's not uh, that I don't love Kojima's, you know, 25-minute sprawling, <laughs> you know, whatever, where I do nothing but sit and wait. Uh, but to know that I could, like, do a mission or two in that kind of time and then put the game down and walk away and be all right with where I am story-wise is just... I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of over Metal Gear Solid's lengthy crap. Well, it's gotten worse and worse, but but he did have to reel it in. It was a limitation that worked for the player, I think, uh, with Peace Walker. I liked Peace Walker a lot. I just didn't like the, the healing factor reliant gameplay. I just would lie around for a long time and heal. It made it too easy to do that. And I guess I could have been self-disciplined and forced myself not to take advantage of the game's mechanics in order to survive. But Well, I think that's right in line with the design of all the Metal Gear games in that, you know, with ranking and so forth, time matters and, so, and, and all that. But you can, at any time, choose to throw all of that away and have the easy out. 
Yeah, yeah, I just thought it was even easier in Peace Walker. Like in uh in Snake Eater, there's a trade off. You can heal, but your stamina is gonna reduce, and then you have to hunt around and find food in order to increase your stamina and it's not as as much a, a free ride but in peace walker you can literally just lie around anytime and yeah but and food's be fine. so plentiful in snake eater that it hardly matters at all it mattered to me then you have to hunt around and you know it's like a thing you gotta do even if you didn't want to mirror <laughs> you got a beard on did you just meow i did I know that we made a rule against that earlier. But you then. are practicing to be my cat. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm just making sounds that I know my friends are just like, oh, he's just making sounds now. I don't even really care about what he's saying. I get the point already. Then I just think, meow, meow, meow. Or sometimes I think uh, Star Fox. Just blah, 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 blah. Like that <laughs> oh, that was good. Who did that? Which one of you did that? Conrad? I did. That was yeah. very good, Conrad. I enjoyed it. So anyway, Ground Zeroes. Could be good. Looks pretty fancy. That's a PS3 game, they're saying? They haven't said. I don't think they have. I think they said it was running... It, it's designed for current-gen consoles, but they ran it off a PC spec to PS3, which I don't believe. Yeah. I don't believe yeah. that for a second. Um... But, you know, we'll see. I'm always skeptical when they say it'll look this good on a console when they're running it off of any PC. Uh, but, you know, it's supposed to be for 360 PS3, I guess. At least PS3. I can't see why, if it wasn't going to be for PS3, there'd be no advantage to them or to Sony to say that right now at all. It would be much better to just lie and get people to keep buying PS3s and uh, keep thinking that this generation is is relevant until the time comes to say, oh, and this is what it's really coming out on, and this is how awesome it's going to look and uh, to blow people's minds after the next PlayStation, next Xbox get announced. So, yeah, I don't I don't trust them either. I don't see why they would want to tell me the truth right now. So, yeah. that's it. Why believe them? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I'm tired. Oh. I'm you wanna, tired. I don't want to talk. I over, am I um, tired. Yeah. But you gotta talk, people. If yeah, I know. Talk, people will complain. <laughs> people don't want us to talk on the podcast. People don't know what they want. We can feed them any old crap. <laughs> and I love it. I don't think that's true. I think they they really do tune in. I mean, it, it's known now as Pod Toyed with Jim Sterling. It's they do like tune the in. Show with John Stewart and yeah. and complain. And one guy he complained uh, about five or six episodes ago. Yeah. And said that he didn't like Pod Toyed anymore. Oh. Um, and then complained last week. Uh, so he's still listening. For, I imagine, two... I mean, actually, the the complaint last week was a full summary of events, um, written, obviously, unhappily, of, like, this is Podtoid in a nutshell, 30 minutes of Jim um, telling Holmes to have baby police, then another 30 minutes of him doing the exact same thing, but with Willem Dafoe. That was Uh, pretty funny. Listen to the whole thing, and didn't like any of it. Uh, So I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Speaking people... of William Dafoe, uh, there's a detoiter uh, who had a picture of William Dafoe, and he got me and Conrad to sign it. He was hoping you two would be there, too, to get it signed. If you look at the group photo from PAX this year, actually, he's holding up the, the picture of William Dafoe as well in the shot. Aww. That is very nice. I do feel sad that I didn't. There were a lot of people that had things for me to do stuff at for them and, and other such things that I obviously couldn't do because I love PAX. PAX is my favorite of, of the stuff we do. Uh, so I'm very sad that I couldn't go. Um, and I'm sad that there were people that were sad that, that myself and Holmes couldn't go. It was sad yeah. all round. It is sad. I was happy for the people that were there, though. Yeah, they had a nice time, I'm sure. Time. And people did like Baby Police enough to start a very troubling Baby Police Twitter account. <laughs> yes, they did! Which made me feel real bad, because one officer in the Baby Police force just immediately started making very explicit sexual come-ons to me. Like, exactly what the baby wanted to do to me. And, like, will that please you, sir? Like, just making me feel like I'm the worst human on the planet. Like, I was somehow complacent in this sex with babies idea. Wow. <laughs> what did I miss? Frown, that frown, way? frown. It was a frowner. It was a real frowner, yeah. I think it's it's very nice that someone might have an interest in you physically. Even if they are a pretend baby. <laughs> Yeah, but it was coworkers. Coworkers are right out. You just can't you can't dip your pen in the company ink. I agree, but I I could have sworn that part of That's Jim's idea was that then I have <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a invite Shut for up. a story though, but you don't want to you don't kiss and tell. Shut up. All right, I'm shutting it. My mouth. Oh, I like it when Hobbs does, does tells people to do the thing he should have done in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Some other news happened. What? If you want to keep talking about video games? Yeah, they announced another Final Fantasy 13 game. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Well, I don't know much about it. It's called the Lightning Saga. I Fucking think. hell! Uh, yeah, oh, Lightning Returns. That's it's it. Lightning Returns. Final Fantasy 13. That's the full name for it. She returns, guys. The character we've all been waiting for to come back. Wasn't she in Final Fantasy thirteen too, though? Just yeah. not as much? Yeah. yeah. Now she returns. Because she was in a thing. And now she's back. We're hungry for more. And we're hungry for more because she's never given us anything. <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe by the third game, she will have a personality. Some people think she's got the most personality out of all the Final Fantasy no. thirteen characters. No, they're just looking at her tits. Oh. Those are personalities. They are objectifying them. Jonathan, anyone, anyone who says that Lightning is a good character is a sexist. Whoa. <laughs> Have you seen her personality? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know a lot of people that want to have sex with uh, Snow, is that his name? The guy with the bandana? Oh, what? Fucking Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. <laughs> that's what he was. I don't even know what the basis of that accusation is, but that's what he was. It was pretty mean. Yeah. I don't get this whole lightning thing. It's like... It's like that Square had decided that she was Solid Snake or Mario or some other iconic character without there ever being any proof that that was the case. It was one of those 
age-old marketing tactics of, of just say she is great, and then she will be great. Because mm-hmm. I see nothing about her, even among Final Fantasy protagonists, which, to be honest, aren't always the most exciting bunch of people. But even Cloud had some sort of persona, something you could use, like a word you could use to describe him. Mm. All I've got for Lightning is slightly pink hair. <laughs> I, uh, uh, you know, it's like it's like our old, you know, great wise friend Vladimir Lenin said: "A lie told often enough becomes the truth." Mm, that's true. pretty much it. That is the light. Lightning returns, guys. Like we we are to be pumped for that. That's like Solid Snake coming back. That's like Hitler returning from the dead. It's that scale of magnitude. If they'd have called it Hitler Returns, Final Fantasy Thirteen, like that's the level of gravitas that we're supposed to attach to this. I don't. Buy- I would play that. I would play Hitler Returns, Final Fantasy Thirteen. So yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Hitler was at least emotional and emphatic. He could deliver his lines with energy. You are saying that Hitler is a better character, like a more interesting. Video game character than Lightning. He's a protagonist I'd root for before Lightning. (laughs) I'm not saying I agree. I'm not saying I agree with what Hitler did. Just the way he did it. It, At least he kind of grabbed the audience, you're saying. He he grabbed the audience. He was confident. He had had get up and go. (laughs) Hitler was full of beans. (laughs) And Lightning is kind of uh, leaden. I should do a blatantly better article why Hitler is... No, you shouldn't. That would be interesting. Square Enix, who already has feelings about you, I guess. Do they? I don't... I don't know. Oh, yeah. Konami are the ones that hate me. Square Enix are relatively ambivalent. That's good. Most publishers are. They don't know who I am. (laughs) That's good. Um, Good and bad. Sony listens sometimes, which is actually a fun story. Hamza will like this, as director of communications. I've been building the brand, and um, reach and, and and interacting with vice presidents and s- other corporate executives. Uh, Monday, Labor Day. I saw. Can you that. hear? Can you hear Hamza shuffling into activity all of a sudden? <laughs> like, uh oh. That that was. I saw. I saw that tweet, Jim. It was fucking great. Uh, Monday, I tweeted, <laughs> "It's Labor Day, so everyone." Uh, the whole family should remember to shit into a big pile. I do this every day on Twitter. Um, I have ideas that have to come out. So I, I tweeted that everyone in the family for Labor Day should shit into a big pile in the middle of the room and just grab a handful of the common stock and then shove it back up their butt. Um, and then I got a reply <laughs> from, from Shuhei Yoshida. I'm not sure if I got that pronunciation correct, but, but Yoshida-san... Uh, the um, president of Sony Worldwide Studios, who said, are you all right? <laughs> Which I love. I love that the president of Sony Worldwide Studios knowingly invites my cack uh, and gibberish into his home. Um, he's a lovely guy, actually. I've spoken to him before. He's a um, really good guy. Uh, Can he unfollow you? No, no, still follows me. He loves it. 
He loves it, the little tart. Um, he said he did threaten. He said that if I do suck, he will unfollow me. Uh, and apparently he seems to enjoy it so far. Um, won't interview me, though. He said that Tony's afraid that I will entrap him and make him say something terrible. Huh. That's a quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's already entrapment right there. Um, but no, he's a he's a cool guy. I, I do like that, because that, we talked about this before, like various professionals who end up listening to Podtoid and, and stuff. It's weird when you tweet and oh. realize that an executive might be following you when you're talking at shit and piss and Jonathan's ass. Yeah, I met the guy weird. who uh, who listened to the Pata episode in uh, in the boardroom that you always bring up at oh. PAX. <laughs> How is uh, he doing? The guy yeah, from the, the big- oh, he's great. He's great. They're fine. You know, everything's cool. Um, he wanted <laughs> to meet you, like yeah. Um, yeah. He made a crack too, like like how he thought he was in trouble about that whole situation, but then all the people that listened to him got laid off so it's all good <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't get laid off no no he's fine the okay. irony probably the one man that deserves to be laid off <laughs> no offense i'm sure he does fantastic work but you listen to Podtoid, you're you're up there with people that deserve to never work <laughs> and i'm that at the top of that list i will say i oh, no. deserve this shouldn't be my i last night before i went to bed before i left my office I had to remember to open a tab for something called Gum Job Granny, uh, which is today's blow up sex doll, <laughs> which we'll be talking about late. Actually, it's one of two. I want to read uh, Gum Job Granny, but I've got one for you, Jonathan, to read out. What? How? Where? How can I read it? I'll send you it. In the email? Yeah, I'll email it to you now. Oh, okay. Uh, I bet the I bet the listeners of Podtoid never could believe their luck that when they fired up today's episode, they would listen to me send an email to a man. This is happening live, guys. Lightning returns to send her emails. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is the thing about? Yeah, okay. So Square Enix. Let's talk about them some more. I don't want to. Come on. No. They're- they're putting out a tweeny, I mean a twee-wee, a tweewee sequel, maybe. I want you guys to know that's not me. No, it's Mexico. totally Holmes. That one. It's me now? Yep, yeah. What did I do this time? I don't know, but it sounds like Fritzel's daughter trying to get out. <laughs> your microphone is rubbing up against something, either your shirt or the that's cable rubbing from it or your chair. Oh, yeah? How's it sound now? Better. Okay. I'll just keep it close. Uh, Square Enix, it really hit me this weekend that they're so different now than they used to be. Also, I beat the last story, which just felt like a Square Enix game, for better or worse. The kind that I grew up with felt like one of those. And then, over the weekend, I see that they're making a third Final Fantasy thirteen game, which just seemed like totally against what they used to be. Final Fantasy used to be about new game uh, every... I mean, new world every game. Now they're just dragging that universe out to the yeah, end like one that absolutely doesn't deserve it well i mean i say that like i wouldn't want them to revisit the other ones and milk them so i guess it is good that it's happening to 13 a game that has nothing to milk 
Yeah, well, at least they're... they're not destroying your nostalgic love of the other games. Yeah, yeah. You can keep you you can leave Final Fantasy IX alone, Squenix. Don't worry about it. I'll look after that one. You leave Final Fantasy IX with me, and you can do whatever the fuck you like with Final Fantasy Thirteen. Lovely George returns. Lucas, that shit all you like. I've said that before. I did an article on Destructoid way back that said Square Enix is the LucasArts of um, video games. Yeah, they're Star very Wars. much. But they LucasArts was a video game. Well, no, Lucas, George, Lucasfilm or whatever. I said they were George Lucas. Doesn't I think matter. You said Final Fantasy was the Star Wars. Of it was something games. like that, and it was, yeah. it, and it, it likens Square Enix to George Lucas within it, where they, you know, they totally they prequeled the. F- Fuck out of um, Final Fantasy VII and, and demolished a lot of the mystique in that. And, and uh, yeah, stuff. but I actually didn't mind that because Final Fantasy VII is, I mean, not it's like two steps above gibberish in some places. And you know, the I, I actually I might be like one of the ten people on Earth who genuinely likes Dirge Cerberus as a game. I just think yeah, it's, it's not wild. bad. Yeah, I thought that what they did with Final Fantasy VII was quite different than what they're doing. With 13. 13 wasn't a huge commercial hit. It wasn't um, It wasn't terrible, but it didn't do what previous Final Fantasies did for numbers. But they're just milking it out because they created the engine and they, they need That's to... That's exactly what I was feeling like, too. They're just yeah, milking they're just... it out, for this, at least for this generation, because mm-hmm. they have all those assets. They already have all that stuff in place. Why create something new that would cost a lot more over... Especially... Speed? When, you know, year on year, you know, they were doing, you know, or every few years they were putting out another one of these grand epic things that was costing them a fortune. It was the only thing they were able to produce. Right. Right. So instead of taking some risks and doing some new IP like they used to cheaply and, and doing some interesting things, they're just milking the same IP and the same engine for years on end and then... And publishing Eidos, you know, acquired properties, and you know, they are branching out in different ways. But the Square Enix, you know, in terms of making games yeah. them themselves, yeah, that's Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. it's sad, guys. So, I am so glad they they're you know taking on other other game franchises that now, like you know, like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex. and Sleeping Dogs. I'm really happy to pick that up because I've, yeah. I've been playing shit out of that game. I and love if they it so let much. those groups do their thing, do the thing they do well, and you know, just sort of keep their hands out of it as much as possible, I think that can be really, really successful for them as a broad strategy. They can focus on their Final Fantasy stuff, the stuff that they do really well, and you know, they they're no longer really experimental themselves in terms of development. It doesn't seem they you know that that element has bled out. Um, then they're going to be focused on the, you know, RPG Publishing genre. And that's fine. And, yeah. yeah, and then they can publish all of this other, you know, broad, interesting stuff. The other franchises that they're they're. I think it's a good strategy. I actually, I'm really positive on where Square Enix as a company is going. Right. I think you're all forgetting one important thing. What's they that? are Square Enix. Lightning returns, guys. <laughs> Nothing else matters. Square's okay. They've got they've got lightning in the bank. Literal lightning in a bottle, guys. <sighs> they should take Doesn't that. Doesn't just strike it. twice. Strikes three times. <laughs> Twelve times. Strikes everything apart from an emotional chord with me. Oh. Oh. That joke was about... so good. I tweeted it the other day, and I'm reusing it now. <laughs> 
I'm glad you did. Damn right, I'm square enixing this shit. <laughs> nothing about uh, nothing about versus thirteen yet, though, right? What? They don't Did know they... What that is. They don't know what that is. <laughs> you bring it up to them, and they're like, "What the hell is that?" We just announce these games. We don't make them. That's what Square Enix does. Like Square Enix loves announcing games and doesn't like making them. I've decided. Like they're just coming up with weird fake Latin names and just arranging them in random orders, and then that's a game. Sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Well, I was just, I just, you just reminded me. They, they announced that new engine at, at E3. Um, what was it called? I don't want to say the Final Fantasy engine. Fabula Fantastico engine. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that just goes to show that I mean, that's obviously next gen right there, and uh, this is like the last hurrah for Square as far as this current gen goes with Final Fantasy thirteen three. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Worrying about engines and graphics. I want to get back to doing things with narratives. Like the, my, one of my main problems with Final Fantasy XIII was they sacrificed everything for the visuals. It was an art department just masturbating. Uh, and there was nothing else. Like I, I don't care how pretty it looks when there's no substance underneath. And I, I found Final Fantasy XIII emotionally dead. I couldn't get it. I couldn't enjoy the the visuals because I didn't care about the world, the characters, the story, and the stupid made up words. Speaking of narratives, not to cut you off, Jim, but real time right now, hot news: Ace Attorney Five. Oh, my dog's excited about it. Did you hear my dog just now? Oh yeah. Yes. She sucks. You. Suck. <laughs> you are... Hey, you should just throw him out the window. No, I can't. She's oh. she's nice enough, but she's all bent out of shape about something. Anyway, yeah, East Attorney Five is going to happen on 3DS, and it's going to be uh, about Phoenix Wright again. Cool. Pretty neat. I've only played the first one so far. Third one's the best. I need you to can play all of them now that they're on iOS. True. Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty cheap. The third one has an amazing characterization to the point where I just think about it a good amount. Uh, Dahlia Hawthorne, amazing character. So good. Best depiction of a sociopath in in video games that I can think of. Check it out, guys. Was that what, what was that a segue to something? What? what? No, that was the hot news. That's just hot off the presses right now, Hamza. I'd write a news post about it if I weren't writing uh, doing this podcast right now. It's turning five. It's really coming out. 3ds. Phoenix Wright. Oh, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on, it's for, exciting. For fuck's like, sake. Are you, are you excited? Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep my uh, dog from growling, God. too. I think I've quieted her down. So, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yes. Yes, Jim. Yes. Oh, God, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, tried not, I try not to worry. I, re- I try not to worry. I try not to have a stressful life. Um, I mentioned it earlier, and I tried to put it in the back of my mind to talk about the things we love to talk about on Podtoid, which is video games. Yes. I can't put it off any longer. What, talking about video games? It's it's the year 2012. Oh, you were talking about this before. Yeah, it is. Oh, God, I try not to remember. But it is the end of the world. It's not going to be the end. It's already... The, the, the mind uh, calendar ended, like, months ago, but everything's uh, fine. Uh, We're already in September. It's almost the end of the year. Uh, oh, Jonathan. 
It's no, been a little that's warm. That's what they said. That's what they said when they killed people <laughs> in history times. Right, back in the days. They always say, it's not going to happen to me. That's what they said at Pompeii. Mm. No, it's not going to happen to me. That volcano's going to not do anything forever, and we will keep getting into hilarious shenanigans with our togas. Like, There's a song about that. The door, and then yeah. the toga falls off, and they're like, oh, 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 it's what not, oh, oh, like that. I, I, everything I know about Pompeii I know from bawdy 60s and 70s TV comedies in Britain. Like uh, Benny like, Hill? Like Up Pompeii. That's a show? That's a show, Up Pompeii. It was like set in the latter years of Pompeii. With Frank Out would be all like, oh, oh, something up that dildo. Oh. <laughs> he'd look at the audience and go, oh, shut up. Stop, talk, stop thinking about cocks. Oh. And I imagine that's what the real Pompeii was like. Sounds pretty good. But that's not going to be the life for us. Um, I want to get us, because I care about you, and, and Hamza and Conrad, I care about our futures. Because okay. I still want us to do Podtoid in the end of the world. Even if everyone's dead. Um, How do you propose a scenario? Oh, wow. Hmm. It's not the end of the world yet. But that doesn't mean we can't be post-apocalyptic bandit raiders now. Oh. You sound disappointed. We can't be post-apocalyptic bandit raiders now, because... That's just being a, a thief. No, it's more like we're pre-post-apocalyptic exactly. bandit raiders. It's, it's terminology. But if we're post-apocalyptic bandit raiders now, when the world ends, we will have that market cornered. Do you, you mean just knowing how to do it or just having the stuff already? Jonathan, do you have a car? Yes. Brilliant. There's a good start. Uh, we need two more cars. Uh, we're raiders. We can just nick uh, we're going to need to take your car apart, Jonathan. Oh, why? In the end of the world, everything's uh, salvaged. We can't just roll around in a nice new car. So we will take three cars apart and bolt them all together so that we have nice, shacked, bedraggled, falling apart, rusty. We'll have to paint it orange to get it all rusty. Uh, car, which we will hang off and scream and whoop. And wear, like, furs and feathers and broken football helmets. This sounds like Mad Max, Beyond Thunderdome. I will be humongous. <laughs> I will walk around in just furry loincloth and a mask. And just, like, you know, we'll roll up into Best Buy and I'll just shout everyone, Just walk away! <laughs> I actually like Blaster Master. Get to us! And we will spare your lives. Just walk away. And I, I, I'd be intimidated by you. You'd, you'd be intimidated. If I was the Lord Humongous, you would leave me all the Dexter Blu-rays, which we will then sell on for fuel and food and bottled drinking water. And that's how we're going to live our lives now. Say goodbye to your homes. We will ride around in a car made out of three cars with me bellowing, Just walk away. Uh, riding around, r robbing people, uh, setting up camps, and eating cans that we find on the floor and break on rocks. Is there food in the cans? Well, that's what we got to find out. So, so we eat the can to find out if there's food in the can? Yep. 
I don't want to do. I don't want to do that at all. I'd rather just have a comfortable life until I, the apocalypse happens, and I then need you to have a frisbee with razor blades duct taped to it, which you will throw at people. I, I don't want to throw. No, no, no. I mean, maybe I would be like a Tina Turner type character and just oversee a city of interesting people. Do you remember her? Beyond Thunderdome? People don't like Beyond Thunderdome. I think it's got some good stuff in there. How about I fuck you? (laughs) No. I like where you're going with the Tina Turner idea. Right, she is attractive. You dress up like Tina Turner and then I just have sex with you. (laughs) Uh, I do like We Don't Need Another Hero. So if instead of having sex with me, we just sang that. Do you know that song? No. It's the Beyond the Thunderdome theme song. I haven't seen Beyond Thunderdome in years. It's not that bad. I mean, it is, but it's fun to watch. It's got some good... It's got a uh, a small man on top of a large man. And he's like, Master Blaster, don't want no cheese. You remember that stuff? I, re- I remember Master Blaster. He's good. He's good. You remember mm-hmm. my Master Blaster, Jonathan Nobbs? <laughs> I don't want to have sex with you. Oh. <laughs> don't want to do it. Nothing personal. It's not that I don't think you're a I'm great sad. guy. I'm sad now. I don't want to have sex with a lot of Does people. Does that give you an erection that I am sad? <laughs> it's not a comment. <laughs> yeah, there's many people I don't want to have sex with. You're, it's a good company you're in. Trust me. I still think we should be post-apocalyptic bandit raiders. <laughs> riding around in a broken car. A lot of people do. The post-apocalyptic... Um, Scenario is very exciting to people. They That's really the wish. So yeah, society would end, and you can just do as you please. No rules. They love it. That's because I, I need you guys. Because you are more physically fit than me. My only hope of survival in a post-apocalyptic world is to convince better people than me that I am somehow valuable. Oh, you're very valuable. You're you're the famous one in the group. And then I will become some sort of baron, some sort of robber baron who owns things that other people want. It's like the penguin thing. It's like the penguin can't do anything, but he's convinced stronger people than him that he is better than them, so they don't pick on him. Any one of the penguin's thugs could kick the shit out of him. He's got pretty good umbrellas, though. I need umbrellas. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of Batman's villains are not physically strong or, or, or capable of fighting very well. Though the Joker recently has gotten like kind of tough. I think that's a little weird. But yeah, the Penguin, Two-Face isn't particularly good at boxing or anything. He's just a lawyer with a melted face. Um, Mad Hatter, you know, what's he going to do? Just do some weird rhymes and dance around a bit. They're not tough guys, but they're interesting guys. That makes them fun to read about. Stating the obvious again. Ugh, so boring. Sorry, guys. What do you want to do now, Jim? Sex dolls and then questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's just tick the boxes. Yeah, you want to tick them? Yeah, I'm tired today. I know. Yeah, it's okay. I'm really groggy too. Yeah. You guys had a well, rockin' weekend. How about I have an excuse of just getting, having Pax kick her ass? I don't know about you, Jim. What are you I doing? I don't sleep well. You know, why don't you sleep well? Because I don't. Because you're rubbish. <laughs> I'm tired too. 
And I wasn't in packs. So I don't know if I have an excuse. It's been... you know, this morning I woke up and I was really energetic and I was, you know, just enthusiastic. And now, you know, it's mid-afternoon. I'm on my eighth cup of coffee and, you know, I'm starting to starting to wear down a little bit. That's yeah, all. makes sense. Yeah, it's that time of day. We're... Yeah, it was a rough weekend. I tried doing uh, Teenage Pokemon finally. I did some recording for that. Have I told you guys about that? Hamza and Conrad? I think Jim I knows about it. No, that I, I know. About it. I don't know. It's a cartoon project I've been trying to. It's the only idea I've ever had that I think might be popular, like as a premise, it actually is marketable. So that's made the pressure. Oh, okay, so don't kill tell it. Us. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> don't tell us over Podtoy where someone else could just take it. Oh, I, I copywrote it uh, by announcing it was my idea like last year sometime. With Max and Tara and oh, stuff. Like that. That'll work. It does. Then the lawyer says he did it, and then the other guy's like, "Oh," and then I get all the money. So it'll be fine. Don't worry about that. There'll be more legal advice from uh, Jonathan Holmes' attorney at law next uh, week. <laughs> Anywho, that thing might actually happen, but I was uh, Jonathan. Yes, Jim. Right, because you are a lawyer. Yeah. I've got a legal question for you. You know public indecency laws? Jonathan. Yes, I've heard of them, yes. Yeah. You know how it is like publicly indecent to unzip your pant fly and just walk around town with your cock hanging out? Not in Portland. Is it not? Totally fine. Or San Francisco. Awesome. Um, yeah, as long as it's not for an expressly sexual purpose. You can just you have can... your... Yeah. I've got to move to Portland. Well, that's a real. Hey, you can come to you can come to San Francisco too, man. You can come to the Castro Jam. You can see all these old naked dudes just walking around. Who's um, to say what's expressly, expressly, explicitly? What was it? Sexual? Yeah, kind of sexual? You have an erection. Are you rocking a rock hard cock right now while you're walking down the street? Then maybe would, you ought to cover that up. But if the so the cop would have to find you with hard erection. Yeah. As can, as soft one. can they wank you off a bit, or is that entrapment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that would be entrapment. You'd have to argue that yeah, the cop the cop wanked me off, Your Honor. <laughs> Just a little bit to get it hard. Because the question oh I was going to ask the rest of us who don't live in the more civilized, progressive areas of the world, we can't walk around town with just our, you know, filthy tackle just hanging out. But I was wondering if you owned a restaurant called Cock Out Charlie's and the waiters had their cocks hanging out, is that a public indecency? If, if you know what you're going to get when you go there. No, but it may be in violation of food code. Mm. True. I don't think strippers are allowed to get too close to your chicken sandwich or else. Uh, uh, in a place like that, it's actually a sandwich. <laughs> You'll never wait, get a proper wait, sandwich in a strip wait. club. Wait, you guys have never been to a strip club in San Francisco. They got buffets in our strip clubs. Really? Yeah. Huh. But uh, do the hey, strippers get go, close to the buffet? You go for lunch and have a buffet and watch a girl dance. I don't want to think about where they keep the popcorn chicken. Yeah, how far are their vaginas from your chicken? Pretty far. I don't. I don't know. I haven't gone to one yet. Well, we should figure that out. Yeah. Road trip. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, speaking of those boxes, boy, a lot of people asked questions already. Man, but yeah. you want to do sex doll That's, reading? Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, I thought the post-apocalypse thing would carry us more than it did. That fell flat on its fucking ass. I think um, that fail somehow. Sorry about that. It was a fantastic idea when I was discussing it with um, friends this weekend. But it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work, Jonathan. I tell you, I what, man. I tell thank, you thank you for the sex dolls, though. I tell you what always does work, though. Uh, I forget who sent me this, but but this is Gumjob Granny. Oh. Uh, I'll read this one out. You can do Jessica. Did you get Jessica, Jonathan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to read that? I, I would love you to read that because it's it's disturbing and upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is Gumjob Granny, the toothless wonder, Granny Love Doll. Uh, on the box it says three Granny Love Holes. They don't even try with this one, no pun. It's just three granny love holes. And they advertise comes with her own false teeth. What? This one comes with its own set of false teeth. Uh, Upsettingly, they have a picture of a very old lady uh, on the cover. Um, she looks like someone who, like, would be selling trinkets at a market in a movie. Like the kind of woman that would sell you a mogwai or something. <laughs> so she looks like a mysterious old woman uh, lifting up her skirt and they've starred out her um, furry badger. Oh, so she's not wearing clothes? Uh, she's just wearing a skirt that she's pulled up. Um, uh, her, her her pancake flappers are hanging out. Her, pe- her penis? Her, 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 her breasts. Oh, okay. okay. Her, her bosoms. Now, the upsetting thing is, is they've used... Um, pictures of dentures to cover the nipples. So she looks like an old naked woman with teeth That's growing amazing. on her boobs. Oh my god. It's, it's disgusting. If you look up Gumjob Granny, you'll, you'll see it. it, it's, it, it they look like the plant from Little Shop of Horrors. Just in tit form. So this is, this is Gumjob Granny anyway. Um... It was forty dollars. It's been reduced to twenty eight thirty five. So jump on this while you can. Um, so over at sex toys. Sex toys twenty four That is amazing. Details. The gum job granny blow up doll is proof that things just get better with age. Granny comes with her own removable dentures, but for the best totally toothless experience, make sure she takes her dentures out first. Granny comes with three love holes, vaginal, anal, (laughs) and oral. She really knows her stuff and how to please you. For the most realistic granny experience, try only inflating her about halfway. Wow. You'll have a great time with the toothless wonder, or give her as a fun gift. She'd make a fun bachelor's party present, or a great date for an over-the-hill birthday party. A truly unique love doll. Something for the guy who has everything. Except Granny, of course. And dignity. <laughs> and dignity. If you ever did want to have sex with an elderly elderly relative, then Gumjob Granny is for you. Not, not just an elderly person, elderly relative. Yeah, it's, got, it's, it's Granny. It's your grandmother. 
Oh, okay. And yeah. the way it says over the hill, like there's a, it's very stylized, like a logo. Like this might be part of a series. It feels like it. Sh- I mean, just looking at it, it looks like something you'd get at a Spencer's Gifts or something. Like it's a gag gift item as opposed to being a serious love doll. I mean, though they do so you could have it as a fun gift. Um, but they they want you to be sure that if you do plan to fuck this, you can. Right. You know, she's got the love holes. She's got the removable dentures. You can try only inflating her about halfway. Uh. This is for the guy who has everything. Except except a grandmother that wants to fuck them. (laughs) And let me just thank you for the Google image search I had to confront to find that image. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Come job, Granny. Hey, Jonathan! Yeah. <laughs> totally would, deflated. Yeah? Would, yeah, I bet you are feeling a bit like Gumjob Granny right now. I, I am, indeed. Do, Ugh, that's bad, because she's just... Yeah. Do you have three Granny love holes? I do, I guess. I've got three holes. How many holes do I have? I've got th- two. Two and a half. We'll have to make the other one. <laughs> holes, I mean, we've all got holes, right? Yeah. Yeah, just making conversation about Technically holes. seven. Oh, quick math, Hamza. They got a Barack Obama blow up doll. Oh. It's also really easy to make a few more. I mean it's not Yeah. Holes? Yeah. Easy? Yeah, dude. Don't you have to cut just Grab a fucking to... knife. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this isn't complicated. Aim for a soft spot. Yeah, fucking science. I'm going to read the sex doll that Jim emailed me, and then we'll do questions. So many yeah. questions. No, I don't I don't know if this is supposed to be anyone. It says it's the Superstar series, but it seems more like this is a representative of a type of woman. It's one of those ones, like with the Britney one, there's something, something malicious in the way this is done. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, that's why I thought you'd, like, you'd, you'd love it. <laughs> it's called the Jessica Love Doll. $27.08 it costs. Here are the details. Jessica is young, dumb, and ready for you to pump her full of cum. Make this up and rising star sing. Make this up and rising star sing at the top of her lungs long into the night as you literally rock her world inside out. Wait, is she a redhead? No. Uh, well, I think uh, I think it's Jessica Simpson. It might uh, be. Maybe. There's, there's already two of those. I think. Yeah, there's no yeah. box art for this one. Three entrance holes provide you with an erotic experience, however you see fit. Tired of watching that blonde bombshell walk on by without giving you a first or second notice? Not anymore. Jessica's there for you whenever you want her. Oh, I hate it. She'll never turn you away or walk on by. Don't worry about having a conversation with her. There won't be any need for that. (laughs) You have to make her say is, uh... (laughs) It literally says that. The only thing you have to make her say is, uh... The one thing you never hear is this blonde beauty say is, no. Wow. Mm-hmm. Use our toy cleaning product for fast cleanup and simply deflate her and put her away until the next time you're ready to use her. It's the worst thing. This written. was a particularly vile one. Yeah. This I mean, is the, the, worst. the psychology of this one. 
Like there no need for like the way it talks about having to having to engage intellectually with a woman. Just don't just, worry about that. There's no need for any of that. It's the worst. Yeah. There are a couple of things I would like to point out about it. First yes. is the, the 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 expression up and rising. Now, you see they could have gone for the cheap, easy up and coming, you know, ejaculation reference, but they didn't. They didn't. They classed it up. It's misdirection. And so I can appreciate that to a certain extent. That just confused me. I thought I was reading it wrong. I think the problem... And Rising Star. The problem is they already used cum a lot less elegantly in the first sentence when they just said, pump her full of cum. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To then go on to up and coming is a level of gauche that I think is below even these prose writers. And the other thing is the only thing you have to make her say is, oh, which is kind of curious because I think that the only thing that she could, you know, the only way she could make her make is some sort of like odd squeaking, like two balloons rubbing together. (laughs) Like, what does sex with an inflatable love doll sound like? The only, the closest analog I have is from when a friend of mine, uh, no, may he rest in peace, actually, he, for his 21st birthday, we got him a uh, like a twelve inch black dildo and an inflatable sheep. Um, Whoa! And this this was you know a, a long running joke between us, and we did test it. And let me tell you, that is some squeaky shit. <laughs> the dildo and the sheep, or yeah, yeah, right, right. I, I can't imagine it's going to go a whole lot better when you've got like thighs pressing up against. Uh, oh yeah, oh. rubber and chafy. You know, yeah, wow. Yeah. And then, and then here's the worst part. Like, okay, just visualize this for a second, right? You're really going to town on the thing, and your ball slap up against it. It's just this hollow sound, like tapping on a balloon, right? Right? You with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's sad. It's a sad day for us. Yeah, we feel bad. Yeah. It's okay. Let's bring the energy up. The one thing you'll never hear this blonde beauty say is no. Uh, no, we're bringing the that's energy a, up. Yeah. That's a oh. troublesome <laughs> sentence. So awful. It also <laughs> implies that she's capable of full speech. Because it says yeah. the, the one thing you will never hear is no. Implying you will hear everything else. Right. Or, but she, or she, even she, anything else. Yeah, which which imp- makes me think she is some sort of Pinocchio figure. Like a sex doll brought to life by a kindly old Italian. Forced to have sex with men who, to be honest, are undergraduate rapists. And deflated and then inflated for no other purpose than to satisfy this hideous, po- probably Limburger cheese-looking man. Willem Dafoe is Japimpo. <laughs> <laughs> he would be the guy who would create the sex doll uh, talking toy. I almost talked good. Me. Hey, guys, let's bring the energy up, guys. What? Blah, 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 blah. Come on. Whee! Everybody oh, likes it. God. Fun, 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 fun. Here's a question. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Tron Kim asks, is there any particular reason why you guys aren't into fighting games? What don't you guys like about fighting games? How do you feel when you play those? Overwhelmed, typically. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I, it, it requires a lot of practice and a lot of personal investment that I just, you know, 
I don't anticipate my reflexes. I'm, you know, over 30 now. I don't. They're not getting any better. I have no real expectation of being competitive at it. And while I could probably play enough to earn a level of competence, I would only really enjoy doing that on a couch next to someone else. And that never. That's never going to happen. Right. So, so if you add people who you like hanging out with anyway, and they're like, hey, can I come over and bring over Persona 4 Arena, and we'll just screw around with the... I would play it with them, that's fine, you know, whatever, but I'm not not interested in playing them for my sake. Right, got it. And Hamza, you like fighting games a little bit, right? To a degree, like, I mean, as stupid as it sounds with fighting games, I like the story elements. I mean, (laughs) it's stupid because usually they have no, like, uh, like, they don't make sense or they're not cohesive or anything like that, but But also art design... Sometimes, right? There's what? It's like a little puzzle sometimes, too, right? Because you're only getting little <laughs> snippets here and there of what, like, rare, random narrative thread they've decided to weave through one of these games. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the characters um, are something I think people overlook in terms of fighting games. People will play a fighting game just because they love the characters and then figure out the rest later. That's not the uh, really vocal crowd you hear on the internet, but there's a lot of people. The, the millions of people who buy Street Fighter, a lot of them buy it just because they love Chun-Li as a character. And um, I, do, just... I do also appreciate the artwork, the character designs and all that, but I just don't have... Uh, I'm not interested in, in learning the, the technical aspect of where the hitboxes are or, or what what character works best against a certain other character. Like sure. I do appreciate watching these, pe- these pro players play. Like I will watch Evo on, on Twitch TV... I will watch these matches go down and like actually get forward for some of these these fighters who like do uh, amazing jobs at the games. But as far as myself getting into them, um, no, I don't see that ever happening. At least with fighting games. Mm, yeah, but you're I pretty also... competitive with first-person shooters, though. Hamza. Yeah, exactly. I am. I pretty am. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. people just have different skills. Uh, I'm very much into first-person shooters, like Hamza. Um, I play most games, but if it's real-time strategy I struggle with because I don't have the ability of forethought that you need for that kind of stuff. I'm not very much of a forward planner. Um, and there's just there's a certain skill set that... You know, some people can fire a bow and arrow. I can't do that. I can't, can't do fighting games either. I, I, would love to love, I would love to be able to play them and, and everything. I, I see people... I've said before, I see people getting excited about... You know, the new Street Fighter, the new Tekken, what have you. And it's like I'm a man with no feet watching people buying shoes uh, and being yeah. really excited about buying those shoes. Uh, it's something I could never... Um, really? That's not me. It's, one, it? it's one of, one no, of you guys. I can actually <laughs> help you. <laughs> You're both on watch. I'm completely motionless right now. Um, anyway, yeah, it's 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 just a, a, a skill set that I don't have, and you know, wish I did, but I can't I do it. I think most people feel that way. They're pretty. They've made a comeback, and now they're kind of on the way down again. Sales of most recent Capcom fighting games are, are down from what they were because I think it, it has is... something to do with just Street Fighter in general. That's the the the, the fucking main fighting game there is, right? And it, yeah. there hasn't been one in a while, aside from. A bunch of re-releases or, or uh, collector's editions or whatever, what have you. And well, they like, expected Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 to be bigger. It was a cheap game with a bunch of new content, but people were just kind of burnt out already. Um, people They expected Street Fighter Cross Tekken to be a lot bigger, because those are the two biggest fighting game series ever, and it did alright, but 
Yeah, people are burning out again because you get the idea. Like the 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 mechanics are pretty much the same. There's there's a, a bunch of new ideas that are too minor to really wow people who aren't diehards into it. And it takes a very unique kind of person to want to master those particular mechanics year I, after year. I am going to be interested in seeing how well the um, Tekken Tag and Dead or Alive 5 do. Yeah, I'm not expecting... But, you know, at the same time, though, Persona 4 did really well for what it is. Oh, sure. Yeah, they're, they're, but that's... Uh, but not in comparison to, say, Street Fighter, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, Those types of fighters seem to be on the way up. I don't know how far up they're going to get, but they're they're rising, whereas the uh, the Capcom ones, they need to take a break, I think, again. I'll play a new Primal Rage. Yeah, you'd play that. I used to that that the only two fighting games I ever really played was fight, Primal Rage and Eternal Champions. Oh yeah, I'll do them again. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's doing really well too. We'll see how that new uh, Justice League. Mortal oh yeah, Kombat Injustice. Does. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Not expecting big sales. Not as big as Mortal Kombat Nine anyway. Durr, another question. I don't know. Uh, you guys might care about this. La Mulana worth it on WiiWare after all this time? Or a wasted effort. This is from Patrick McNulty. I think you're the only one who can answer that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I have been playing the hell out of Blind Mulan, actually. Yeah, Conrad's been playing it on PC. Yeah, I have. And I really like the new PC version of Blind Mulana that, you know, released and you can buy directly from there. So Playism, I think it is, selling it. That's right. Um, and I, I I really like that version. I don't think I would enjoy it as much on Wii, simply because I you know have that window open, and then I have Photoshop open with a map that I'm building, and you know I mean just for all of the note taking and resource management and and so forth that you know keeps me from dying in the game because I'm also trying not to die, um, which is a thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Yeah, it's, I, I just prefer it on PC. It, it works perfectly with my controller on PC. Um, and uh, I think it would be kind of awkward to play it without a... Uh, or, or I think it would be kind of awkward to play it without like a classic controller pro or something like that where it has mm. you know a little easier access to all the buttons. Sure. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So I would probably encourage getting the PC version if that's an option for you. There's really not a whole lot of resource requirement, and uh, it's really good on that platform already. Yeah, people should definitely get it. Um, I think it makes sense to put it on WiiWare still because that's oh, very different audience. Get it, get it everywhere you can. Sure. Sure. So if you don't, if you just don't like playing video games on your PC. Yeah, get it on WiiWare. It's good. The uh, PC version has additional content that they couldn't put on WiiWare because because of Nintendo, actually. My understanding is Nintendo wouldn't let them sell the DLC for it, which is like an additional newly designed hell level or something like that. So that's kind of a bummer. But other than that, it's, um, for what I've been told, the same game on WiiWare. And it was originally on WiiWare, and then they took the WiiWare version and ported it to PC. So if it weren't for the WiiWare version, the PC version wouldn't have ever happened. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'll reward them for sticking it through and putting it out. Hope it's not buggy. Rumor has it that Nicholas didn't uh, put it out because they thought it was too buggy. So we'll see if they fix that stuff. Fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks for doing that question. Poor, uh, Poor Jim and Hamza, though. 
Oh, my dog is... I'm bleeding now. Oh, Why dog. are you bleeding? It's a dog that makes you bleed. Well, that put it on the ground. dog is a piece of shit. She's put it on the ground. Dog. She gets off the ground. Are you going to make the dog bleed? No, I have to finish this podcast. It's time fair to, is fair. It's time to get that cycle of revenge cycling. Bite the dog, Holmes. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it, guys. Yeah. i got to do the podcast. Otherwise, True it'd be biting the dog. Leg. Annihilate that dog. <laughs> Trick your dog. This is a success. I Bastard... <laughs> Bastard Cock wants to know if there's any chance of us doing more movie commentaries. <laughs> That's a good fake dog sound. Um, people really want. Uh, people really wants it, dudes. What do they, they want? want I can. We, people were laughing at the name, the man's name. Oh, Bastard Cock. What did Bastard Cock want to know? He wants us to do movie commentary again. I've never done those, so I can't I'd speak love to, to it. That. Maybe we should I do it. We just need to get that. organized and uh, take extra time. That was the more problem. Extra time. Yeah, it needs organization and time. Yeah. That's the one thing standing in our way here. That's pretty hard. Um, Maybe someday, though. I'll tell you what, no promises, but we will take it under serious consideration. Yeah, we'll try. Uh, Evan Fortner, who on Twitter is at 7EV77. He's a great guy. He asked if you're going to the Escapist Expo, Jim. Because if so, he's looking forward to seeing you. You going to the Escapist Expo? Uh, yeah, it's it's not too far from where I am, so it was a, a relatively stress free trip. Um, yeah, I'll be going there. Awesome. That's I I sh- guess I should plug it, but I don't know how. That's why. I um, I'll do it next week. It's 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 mid September. Um, it's gonna be pretty cool, I guess. I'll be on some panels with Yahtzee and and Movie Bob and, and those guys. That'll be fun. That's fun. They seem like neat guys. Yeah, I met them. Yeah. Seem nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, do a couple more. We're almost done. D-Pad Joe asks, what do you guys think the Wii U price point in terms of the current economic situation? Will people see it as a Wii add-on? It's kind of two separate questions. That's uh, in response to the rumor that came out today that Jim posted about that the Wii U will come in three SKUs. 250, 300, and 350, and they don't know what will be bundled with those, but you can assume that one will come with a game, and one might come with a hard drive in a game, or a hard drive in a game, and uh, Wii Remote Nunchuck, because a lot of games still use those. So, so yeah, there'll be different versions of it. I think it's uh, pretty good. I think it was... Uh, they probably would have done better with 200, 250, and 300, but at this price point, if the Wii U does turn out to be a big success and people do end up wanting to pay $350 for it like they did with the Wii, now Nintendo can sell it for $350 while still offering it for $250 to people who didn't want to pay that. Because when the Wii came out, Nintendo was pissed that it sold out and then people were selling it on eBay for $350, $400. That's money they could have been making per console. So to me, it makes sense that they're um, anticipating that and trying to grab some of that money. That said, I don't think the Wii U is going to be that popular compared to uh, how the Wii was. There's just... Everyone I talk to about it is really... They either don't care or they love the Wii as it is and don't care to upgrade. Uh, either you loved the Wii and you don't want another one, or you didn't like the Wii and you don't trust uh, a second one. So, as we get closer to launch, I'm less and less optimistic that it's going to be all that popular. 
Yeah, I'm still super like interested in seeing what it does because it's there's no way to call it. Mm. I don't think you can call whether it will be successful or not. I think the one thing I'd be confident in saying is I don't imagine it will be another Wii. Right. You know, it won't be another absolute sold out everywhere on eBay for double the price. Fox News, Oprah Winfrey talking about it, kind of success. Yeah. Uh, but whether it will perform adequately or not, that's a very interesting story. Yeah, well, adequately, I'm I'm pretty confident of that. Um, because Nintendo's first party stuff is still. I mean, if New Super Mario Brothers Wii hadn't sold 15 million units and Mario Kart Wii hadn't sold like something ridiculous, like 27 million then I'd be more pessimistic, but people are still in love with those brands, so, you know, they'll I sell at least. That, yeah. I expect there will be shortages of, of the console at launch, so that we can report that there are shortages of the console, console at launch. At launch. Sure. Oh, they may, yeah, they may deliberately it, it their initial production, and and I, think, and I think they may be able to drum some hype that way um, with the national press who maybe aren't paying that close attention, um, you know, saying, oh, holy shit, look at this. Nintendo's done it again. The, the Wii is impossible to find. And then off to the races we go. I mean, right. has anyone noticed how ugly that console is? The Wii uh, as opposed to the controller, the actual physical console? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a melted Wii. It's just like a dumb like two wees like <laughs> duct taped together. <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, it doesn't look too good, but people aren't looking at that. Well, at yeah, all. I mean, Nintendo's been really good about making the focus on the Wii U controller itself. Yeah, which but I mean, sort of, is, they sort of have. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just gonna say that's you know different from everyone else always having the console front and center. Yeah, it's true, but I am really disappointed. Uh, that Nintendo hasn't been focusing on the fact that you can play console-quality games on a handheld, essentially. They're, they just aren't pushing that aspect at all. That's what I thought was going to sell the console. And I'm not sure if you can even do that with every game. They've, they've backed off on that a lot from the initial reveal, where that was touted as a, as a big feature. I'm not even sure if you can play Zombie U, for instance, just on the controller. Or um, I don't think you can. No way. There's no way with that one. That's not too good. I mean, that's the thing that's going to sell that console. Other than that, it's just a, a controller with a big screen on it that you may or may not use. Um, whereas if you can play every game on the controller, then you can free up the TV, which is what every family I talk to... They say, uh, I don't want to have a video game console because eh, I don't want to. I want to watch TV, and I don't want my husband playing it. Eh, blah, blah. Whereas the Wii U would sell that to people who don't want um, a console for that reason. I honestly don't see that as being a massive selling point, though. I, I really don't see this whole idea of oh, you can play it on the screen while the wife watches Sex and the City. I just, I don't know. It it feels like it's playing to a very dated idea. I don't know. Uh, the, we are in different worlds, maybe, because in my world, that's a huge idea. When when people have kids and the kids want to watch this, and parents want to watch something else, and well, the trouble well, is, if, if 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 my kid wants to watch something else here, I say fuck off. <laughs> right. I mean, well, it's that, and I also feel like most ha- households have at least two TVs now nowadays. 
I mean, it just it plays to this idea that you know we still watch Howdy Doody on a twelve, you know, yeah. six inch screen and and all this kind of stuff. It just it seems like an old fashioned idea, um, which you know an old fashioned problem that they've now solved with brand new technology. It seems very mm. anachronistic to me. I, I I could totally be wrong. I don't ever want to. I've, I've I think anybody would be wise to never say something will definitely happen with a new console, but I just that's where my mind is telling me to go right now is i don't see that whole thing being a big selling point because i think i mean the guys who are initially going to pick this up are big nintendo fans who to be honest probably live alone (laughs) but the the audience they're going for and the audience they got with the wii was people who said oh i don't want a video game console oh well that one's different i'll get that and but like you said those very same people are happy with their wii still right 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 and when i tell them people still play the wii yeah a lot of them a lot of them and do they play the wii or do they just play wii sports they play just dance they love freaking just dance Uh, right well they're not humans so so you mean oh you mean a, a group interactive togetherness game that involves a lot of movement as opposed to something you would sit solitary on the couch and play on a small screen in your hands while someone else watches Sex and the City on the television? Yeah, I mean that's that's it. The guys who would be playing it on a handheld who get into fights with their you know family members over TV aren't the kind of people playing Just Dance who are the kind of people you say Nintendo's going after. Well, they already have them. So now they're going after another group, which is the group or parents who won't buy a video game console for their kids because they say, oh, I don't want them hogging the tea with it, which is a lot of people. Like, I, think, you- I think that's a valid concern, but I think it's less of a concern here in the U.S. where there are just so many screens now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous how many screens can wind up in a house. I don't even want to tell you how many screens are in my house. Well, we're it's, different it's people. I mean, a lot of people... Right, I know, and I know that I'm an exception in that regard, but everywhere I... I mean, even 10 years ago, or, you know, when I was living... Or 15 years ago, I, every household I knew in where I lived had two screens somewhere in their mm-hmm. house. And that would be interesting to see. And most monitors now for PCs, they have HDMI out. I, mean, just like I, I sometimes play my 360 on my computer monitor. Right. Yeah, People have options that they didn't used to have, um, and, and this is another addressing of a problem which may or may not have been solved a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, 90% I'm... of people I know, though, don't know what a HDMI out is. They'd be like, what do you mean? Computers? Something about a cord? I don't uh, Forget it. They just blank out completely when it comes to technology, and they don't even like TV, but their kids... But then, wanna... I mean, if those people don't know what an HDMI out is... First, they need to learn what fire is before (laughs) they can learn what a Wii U is. The thing is, is they're going to buy something like this for the kids. Trust me, the kid knows how to hook it up. It's color-coded. It's not, you know, it'll be fine. They'll they'll buy it for the kid, and then the kid will try to sell it and get a 360 because all their friends are playing Xbox Live. Everybody's happy. The idea of playing on the little screen, I won't deny it's not interesting. I won't say it isn't, um, and I won't deny it's interesting, rather. And I won't say it's not useful. It could be useful. Um, You know, I I like spending time with my family um, while also gaming. I find it's a very nice, you know, I'll often have, like, the PSP or the 3DS or whatever um, in the main room while other people are doing things. And I enjoy gaming that way with people around. Um, I bring my family into my gaming. 
yeah, so it's it might be useful. You know, I, I, I could you know enjoy you know maybe Alex is is playing a game herself. You know, Kotor or the the Walking Dead that that she loves playing or, or watching Dexter or what have you, and I could be playing something on the Wii U. That's definitely an interesting idea. It's a nice bonus. It's not something that makes me, you know, want to rush out and buy it. That's not a selling point. It's a nice adding adding feature, but not a, a selling driving point for me. It's right. like a guarantee of five solid years of good third-party support, you know? Yeah. Mm. Well, and what about the games that launch, too? I mean, aside from, like, the, the third-party re-releases of, of uh, games that have been out for a while now, there's nothing specific to the Wii U that's really enticing me other than Rayman Legends, which, uh, like, we called our top ten, one of the top ten games that packs Prime this past weekend, plug. But, um, like, that's the only game that looks absolutely gorgeous and amazing to me on the Wii U. There's there's a there's the new Super Mario Bros. game, another fucking soulless regurgitation of that fucking same engine. Whoa! Um, see, I, I hate that series so much now. Zombie U looks, it has potential, but it's not, it's not a selling point for me either. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what else is there. I'm all about Pikmin 3, dog. Right, there's that. I'm not. I've never been a Pikmin fan, so but I mean that will that will do it right there for a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah, for the, it's they're going after a bunch of small cult audiences and Mario pretty much at the same time. There's the Rayman audience, which is not huge. Rayman Origins did not sell that well. Um, Pikmin, that's like two million people maybe. Project P100, they're getting the diehard, like, beautiful Joe fans, uh, Platinum that Games That's such fans. a great point. There's these games that are just, like, diehard cult fans, but not the mm-hmm. mass appeal. No, they don't have that yet, and it'll be interesting to see if they get it. Uh, they don't need it out the gate, because out the gate, people, just diehards are going to buy it for the sake of buying it. You know, they'll sell six million units in a couple of months just because there are those people who need to buy the new console, of, no matter what it is, and then diehard Nintendo fans. But after that, few first few months, they need to come out with something to keep the momentum going, or else it'll be like the 3DS was, which really slowed down after launch because there just weren't any games. So we'll the, the original DS struggled in that way. Oh, that's and- true. The GameCube struggled a little bit in that way. Never and, stopped. Struggling. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, historically, they have a habit of having a tough first year with their consoles. But Wii was an exception, and they've always managed to bounce back, particularly in the hardware or in the uh, handheld space. So, I'm not, I'm not concerned about its long-term prospects. I just don't know that there's anything in it for me right now. Yeah. I hear you, dog. Well, that was a good long Wii U talk. I didn't think we were going to do that. It was fun. Thanks, guys. Talk about video games. You want to do any more questions, or are we all done? Nah. Jim. Jim's a boss. I'm tired. Oh. Yeah. I wish I could just give you a cookie. Oh. I will. I would give you a cookie. Can you give me a cookie? <laughs> Absolutely, I would. Yeah, let's Don't wrap really. this up. It's been a low-energy one this week. I'm sorry for that. I think people will still find some fun in there. Maybe. Do people listen to us for our energy? I don't know. Is that how I feel? I don't <laughs> no, know. No, they listen to us because they want to hear Jim talk about stapling us to different animals. That comes from energy, which I haven't had. So You no, came no up with me being your cat, 
and cutting off my arms and legs. And you had tons of great ideas, Jim. Wow. Okay, all right. So have you ever read the book Amnesia Moon, Jim? No, what's that? None. Okay, Amnesia Moon is a book by um, Jonathan Lethem. It's uh, about a guy who lives in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Okay? I'm trying to help you with your post-apocalyptic wasteland fantasy. Because the thing about that one that made that story so interesting is most post-apocalyptic wastelands, it's pretty much, you know... There's like 15 people, maybe, and there's not a whole lot going on. And in this one, it turns out that the post-apocalyptic fantasy is literally someone's post-apocalyptic fantasy where they decided to become what you wanted to be, a warlord. And he's projecting that fantasy where he is a warlord over everyone else in his town because he's one of a limited quantity of people following an actual global catastrophe that have this ability to influence the minds of others. You should really read it. It's excellent. And what's that called again? Amnesia Moon. Amnesia Moon. I'm going to check that out. Need something new to read. I'm reading 1Q84. Uh, it's like a 1Q84. It's uh, a 1600-page epic uh, from Murakami. Uh, I can't even remember who, rec- who recommended it to me. I want to say it was Victoria uh, on Detoid. But Alistair and I were talking about it a little bit earlier. And he's like, yeah, I bought it, and I haven't even read a page yet. And I'm like 400 pages into this thing. It, over in Japan, it was published in like you know three, four books. But uh, I bought it and wasn't, you know, I didn't think to check how many pages it was. It just came highly recommended from somebody. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy that. Click. And, uh, and then I, you know, open it up on the tablet, page one of 1637, like, oh, God, what have I done? Uh, so I've slowly been working my way through it, but it's fascinating. It's a, an alternate timeline, this woman who is, like, an assassin who kills uh, men who beat women for a wealthy dowager. Uh, you know, people who get away, f- who get away with beating women. Um, she accidentally somehow stumbles into an alternate timeline version of 1984, which is the same time that she's in, uh, but something like 11 years earlier happened that changed the course of history. And it's fascinating. It's a really interesting little book, big book. But well, anyway, man. I'm sorry. This is not be book chat. Just, Alistair was telling me you should do a book podcast, and now I'm thinking about books. Oh, look at that. Do it. Talk about yeah. books. I like untapped audience. Tap it. Do it, you butt mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's wrap this up. It's really hot in this office. That's not fucking helped. Um, the Isaac was a good thing in hindsight. Kept place cool. Um, that was annoying, Hurricane Isaac. I mean, good job I didn't actually fly out because it was fucking vicious. And we had it mild compared to some places. But anyway... Um, Jonathan, what are you doing this week that people could look out for God's sake? Uh, I don't know. I will do slap poems. Let's do it. Conrad, are you doing it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Sunday, 1 p.m. Uh, is it Zach Gage this week? It's Zach Gage this week, creator of Spellbinder. A Spellbinder? Spell Tower. Spell Tower, yeah. Yeah, oops. Sorry, Zach. It's a iOS Bit game pilot. that actually got popular. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a word game. It's pretty good. He's a game developer. He's done a lot of stuff. He's a neat guy. He's done all sorts of stuff. His site's just filled with all sorts of little experiments and projects and toys. It's neat. Yeah. 
he embraces the excitement of a new idea and fun. And he also has a new uh, tabletop game, I think, or a board game out that he wants to talk about. That's He's cool. made one of those up, yeah. So that'll be fun. I'm excited to have him on the show. It's a Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a live show on Twitch TV slash Destructoid. Find it on Destructoid.com as well. And the podcast rerun, the audio-only version, you could say, is on iTunes. We just put a new one up. I think we're putting it up. The one f- uh, with Sophie Holden from this past Sunday. It was an interesting show. She's an interesting person. Yeah. You don't meet someone like her every day. She's a, a woman with like a all of England accent. She's got like little bits of every part of England in her accent. And she uh, just stately, she plainly states the facts about life making video games. That's what I thought, anyway. What do you think, Conrad? Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Yeah, that is that's out on uh, iTunes now, and um, uh, and and on Destructoid.com. You can watch the the full episode there. Yeah, I thought I thought it was very interesting. She was she was just a charmer. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Cookie. Indeed. Good so show. That's what I'm doing. What are you doing? Conrad. Um, Conrad. Uh, I'm I got a, a couple of more things still from packs that I'm dragging out of myself today because I want to make sure all that stuff's done. But uh, oh, there's a great, uh, preview of Herald, um, which is a very cool running game that you can read right now that uh, you should check out. And uh, Luthrousers, which is the new game from the guys at Vlambeer, who are totally awesome. Uh, that game's a lot of fun. You should uh, check that preview out as well. They're so excited about that game. Oh, they've they been should about be. it for it's so cool. long, and they're like, "Oh, we can't believe the dynamics." They're just their love of design, their pure yeah. passion for design, and uh, and what they do with that passion is fantastic. Indeed, those guys, great guys. I don't know; they might be jerks, but they make great games. They seem nice. I don't know. Every time I've spent time with them, they seemed like absolute delights. Yeah, they have been. Sometimes you get fooled, though. Just very Rami. cheerful. Rami is really good at Johann Sebastian uh, Joust. I bet he is. We played a lot of rounds of that um, at PAX, and I think there's going to be video of that uh, coming up there. Man, I mean, he's just he's tall and he's got reach, and you know, he's not he's he, he's his arms are long, but he's not like spindly or anything. He's got body mass to him as well. Um, he's just a big dude, and he his center of gravity is so strongly honed. It's amazing. Kicks our you just over. reviewed a man's body ability to play <laughs> Johann Sebastian <laughs> Joust. At least the body review. It was thorough. It was good. I've been thinking about Rami's body a lot. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, dog. Assessing weaknesses. I mean, that's all. Just keeping it real. Hamza, what are you doing? Um, at the Destructoid PAX panel, we have announced that our Destructoid store is officially live. Yeah. Um, expect to post on that tomorrow, Destructoid. But in the meantime, for you Podtoid listeners, head over to sharkrobot.com slash Destructoid, and you can see what we currently have available. Um, we're teaming up with various artists to get these uh, designs up there. So, you know, if you're an artist, if you like to make merchandise, hit me up and uh, we'll, we'll talk because we are doing a rev share partnership with this store. So whatever we sell, you will also make money off of. Uh, right now, we just have um, some video game spoof shirts. Like there's a Metal Gear Rex with a, with a snake looking out at it and with a question mark over its head. 
or exclamation mark, whatever. Um, we're going to have some destructor-specific stuff coming up soon, and I have a lot more designs on the horizon. But in the meantime, check it out. You can pre-order the designs that are available, um, and whatever gets the most pre-orders will actually become part of the store officially. So yeah, you want to do a teenage Pokemon shirt? People like that Pokemon. Yeah, just talk to me. No, I'm talking. You want to uh, do it later after after pod time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I'm not saying let's do yeah. it. Yeah, have, you, have your business talk. calls on your own time, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you can get them uh, where you want them. You see. All right, I'm sorry, Jim. You're hot. No. Yeah. What do you? What I just do you say do this no. Week? I just <laughs> someone someone. Someone walked up to me. I don't know if they just recognized me from Destructoid or whatever, but I wasn't I wasn't trying to work or anything. I was just trying to talk to a friend. She walks up to me and she's like, "Um, um, excuse me, would you like to play our our indie game over here?" I just looked at her like, "I'm sorry, no." I didn't make up an excuse or anything. I just I didn't I just said no. I felt bad, but then hey, I forgot you know, about it. They intrude and ask and get up on you. You just got to let them know where it's at. I can't do that. I would I would be there all day for that. That would be it. I would be at that game all day crying. Because that, I couldn't that refuse. That used to be me. That used to be me, but I've learned how to say no, and life is so much better now. Yeah, that's good. You're in demand. That's the thing about you, Hamza. When you go to those events, people are all up on you. I've seen it. That's what happens to you. Oh, well. It's all this hair. Anyway, this we can get this wrapped Chest up. hair. <laughs> no, Jim. We gotta talk about my chest hair. Well, oh no, we could be here all day. I sometimes I just sometimes I wonder how much hair I have, and you know you know how when people say they die they're gonna die, and they're gonna go up to whoever is at the gates or whatever the fuck the 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 the, the, yeah, the person is. Gates. Yeah. Um, they want to ask them like random stuff about their life. And one thing I'm going to ask them is, how much hair did I ever have during my entire life? And then I'm going to ask them how much it weighed. And then I'm going to ask them how much I would have had to eat to get full if I was hungry. And then you find out that you are actually in hell, and they make you eat it all. Ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) How many times would it span the earth if you put every hair you ever grew end to end? Oh, Would the planet Earth look like just one big nut? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wrap it up, John. That'd be good. Um, yeah, you can check out everything we do at destructoid.com. You can also check out beta.destructoid.com to check out the new look that we're going to be rolling out in uh, within 30 days. Um, Nero and his team of engineers have been working very hard on it. Looks a lot like the old site, but but a lot cleaner, and there's a lot more new stuff to play with. It's going to be cool. Um, you can also watch the Gymquisition, which I do every Monday. That's at escapistmagazine.com. Um, this week was called Sony's Begging for Piracy, which was about some PS Vita stuff, a lot of the stuff we talked about on this show last week. Um, and that's it. You can, as always, give us some lovely reviews on iTunes if you want. Um, you can buy an, an app on Android for us. It's $2, get it on the Amazon App Store uh, it just gives you episodes to your phone, it's more just a show of support for us really, and that's it you can just catch us next week if you want Bye. and you can follow Podtoid on Twitter at Podtoid you can follow uh, me on Twitter at, at CTZ yeah. you just plug your things I'm at Tron Nuts and uh, you're at Conrad Zimmerman right Conrad? I am Yeah. you're at Jim Sterling at 
Jim Sterling. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Just do that if you want. You can join Yoshida in reading my tweets about poo. And you can follow at Baby Detectives. No, don't. It's Baby don't Police. Guess. I think it's like Police Baby or something. Oh, God. Um, you can follow at Quotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Follow at Podtoid Quotes. I, I still don't know who set that up, but it's it's great. Um, so that's cool. And also search on YouTube for Baby Police. Um, those weird filmmakers in Ghana actually did make a, a movie called Baby Police, and there's a trailer on YouTube for it. Uh, not in response to ours. They, they'd already done this because it's a Ghanan film, and that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, I'll see you next week, and as will we all. Bye. Bye. Cancer. Uh...